gentlemen welcome to another episode of the bobcast with these always is bob live in the natural lounge staring at the ouija board it is beautiful out right now it's like 84 degrees it's like april the 13th it's a thursday when i record this in the year of our lord 2023 you know when the sun hits your body with like no humidity and it just you just feel like your skin like glistening and it just feels like a God, it's amazing out here right now. And like the thing is, it won't last forever, right? So it's like with the weather, we kind of like are told, you better enjoy it while it lasts, right? You better enjoy it while it lasts. What a shitty way to look at life sometimes, right? Why can't every day feel like today? And that's just the thing is like, it's not, and it's never gonna be, and you gotta figure a way around it to cope with the, the loss of not having weather like today. And this is kind of like, I nearly stepped in poop right there. Thank you. Thank you for not allowing me. I just started the podcast. I just started the hike. I can't even imagine stepping in shit right now. But I've been thinking about, you know, the, that, like in general, like, you know, how people are always just like, well, you better enjoy it because it won't last forever. And it's like, we're so quick to, to do stuff like that. We're so quick to tell people, um, or we're so quick to take away people's pleasure or people's enjoyment of things. We like to watch people suffer. And like, I mean, it's just natural part of like life. I mean, from the gladiator Roman Coliseum times to Reddit of today, like looking at violence and like just, we've always been quick to like hurt other people's feelings, you know? Do you remember like the first time somebody hurt your feelings? Like I remember legit and this is not made up sound woke or anything like that but like the first time i was ever really hurt and i've told this story on the podcast before but i think about it sometimes and it gets brought up sometimes in therapy because it was like real pain for the first time i have a friend on the bus i'm very excited about this friend because he's the first black friend i ever had and i'm like seven six probably around my son's age and like we were um he was, he knew that I like comic books and he took interest in me because people had told him, come to Bob Cahill. He's got comic books. He'll show you what's going on with the, you know, the Marvel universe, DC universe, stuff like that. You know what I mean? And it was cool because, uh, we, he was on my bus and, you know, we, we spent a good time in the morning, you know, going to and fro. And, uh, so I can't remember what had happened, but one morning he had said to me, yeah, I don't want to be your friend no more. And dude, it hurts so bad. And I don't like I honestly years later, I think it was because one of the things that like, you know, you grow up with racism around you. You grow up with like, you know, knowing that all the whites in Conchahokan live on one side and all the blacks live on another side. And you know, like people would talk about it and you would hear it as a young child. You would hear people at like social events casually place these uh racist thoughts into your head right 
And I remember being a young lad and almost rejecting that, right? Like it being appalled at the idea that the systematic racism would, you know, come down because, you know, I had attended an event I shouldn't have at an early age and heard adults speaking freely, you know? And that's how racism starts and that's how racism won't go away is if you speak such terrible things around your, your sons, daughters, it just keeps spreading, you know? And like, look, I've talked about this numerous times, numerous times, numerous times here on the Bobcast, man. As much as you hate the fact that your enemy is your enemy, you gotta take note that this dude, girl, or whatever you wanna call it, is you. Imagine, for instance, that like, you had to live every single life on the planet through, like you had your own consciousness, but you were in this other body going about things, you know what I mean? Like, would you stop yourself from making mistakes that you knew, like, like, like would you insert yourself into places so that way you could try to, up, I, you know what, I don't even know what I'm talking about here, but I'm just saying, I was hurt by it, you know? I was hurt by the fact that he didn't want to be my friend no more. And I didn't know what I was feeling, but really I was think I was feeling the generational trauma of, you know, Blacks versus whites, Hispanics versus Asians. Like, there's always just this anger between parties, if you will. And, like, look, we're all pink on the inside. We all, in my opinion, are derived from the same source of energy. We all come from a specific creator, right? And if you don't follow, like, certain principles in life, like, like, you, like in other words, like, how do I put this? Creator. Let me think of a creator. All right, Stan Lee, right? Stan Lee creates the Marvel Universe. Comic book theme here today. Didn't think that was going to happen, but we're going to roll with it, okay? So basically, like, um, he creates all these characters, Thor, Hulk, Silver Surfer, all these different people. You know, he, he didn't create them. So, like, you know, eventually they could, you know, like, hurt one another. He created them so they can continue to tell stories forever. And I like that, you know what I mean? It also pops up in the Bible with like God and Jesus. They talk a lot about, you know, through the Son of God, you can have your story be told forever, just like the comics, just like, you know, Stan Lee sitting in a room penning some story about a guy named Bruce Banner turns into the Incredible Hulk because he was influenced by Boris Karloff's Frankenstein's monster. You know, did you all know the Hulk was gray in the beginning? So the first issue of the Hulk, he's gray, he's not green. But basically, I don't really like hurting people's feelings, and I sure shit do not want to hurt, hurt or hate other people just because they look different than me. If anything, it's a chance to learn. And it's always been going on since the beginning of time, and I really think that this is the... This is the main conflict of the story. The main conflict of the screenplay is that we don't know how to get along. And just imagine if we did, right? I mean, like right now, the tension in the global spectrum of World War, World War III, Zelensky, the Ukraine, Russia, Putin, you know, China merging with like different powers, getting rid of the euro, all sorts of crazy stuff in the news, which makes people uneasy. It makes me uneasy too, but I am one trying to say to just a few or many, that the way towards the future isn't like that, man. Like, it's never been about that. It's kind of ridiculous, right, listener, if you're thinking about it, just how nuts it is that we are mad at somebody enough that you would put a piece of metal into another and shoot them and mortally, like, I, 
I just read this like thing about like uh, the stand your ground rule down there in Florida about two road a road rage road rage incident where two fathers and two fathers with daughters in the front seats both got into a road rage where they opened fire on one another and um, shot each other's daughters in a fit of rage. Like what insanity are you going through to to have that type of incognition? Now you've seen and you've listened to my podcast. You, you know, and there's nobody around here, but it's like I actively do try to say hello to somebody. So I'm asking you to help me out here like a homework assignment so we can change the world together just by a small microcosm, okay? And if you oblige me, I swear you'll see positive results start to pop up in your day, especially if you're somebody like myself who's out here in nature and wants to hike and, you know, have a good time with things, you know? Say hello to everyone who walks by you today tonight, whatever. Just try a whole day of it for me. Try a whole day of acknowledging everybody. They say, say, God bless you. You know, you don't have to shake everybody's hands either. You don't have to stop there and be like, hey, let's, uh, you know, go get some water ice together. No, you don't have to do any of that. But I want you to look at them in the eye and just say hello. I think I, yeah, I talked about it last week with um, the show. Um, I was here at Valley Green and um, I had just seen somebody and I asked if I could walk with them continue the text with him throughout the week, you know, checking in on him, just seeing if he's okay. You know what I mean? He seems to be very, um, very happy to like, just know that somebody's there to like, you know, be like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a little older than you. You know what I mean? But like, you're, I think that everybody that comes to this place, this Fairmont park, not everyone, but some, you know, like we're all here looking for pretty much the same thing. And like recently I didn't even know what that, I didn't know what I was coming here for, but I'm literally out here, like, I'm talking to you. I'm also talking to God. I found faith again that I'm, you know, working towards, like, if it's very, it's new and also familiar, if that makes sense. But at the same time, I have noticed that once I start praying again, things start changing. And it's like, look, the prayer thing, you can't ask for things, dude. You can't ask for the Nintendo Switch. You can't ask for, for like, you know, material possessions or things that you need with your job or even, like, even like, please, God, let me get her number. Like, no, dude, it has nothing to do with that. If you really want to, like, produce results and you want to manifest something, start being real positive, say hello to people. When you wake up in the morning, just five minutes. Even, like, if five minutes sounds insane to you, for even five seconds. I've been meditating for a while, but I haven't been praying for a while. I've been praying now for about, maybe about a month, steady in the morning, just for a bit, and each day... I'm blessed. You know what I mean? I, I totally am. It's, it's a wild thing. It's like, like we've been talking for a bit too about keeping that vibration high when I'm on that positive vibration and I'm riding high and there's nothing really seeming to go wrong with the world. And you know, you've had those moments too. And they're in such stark contrast to when you're feeling absolutely trash about your life, you know? And I think a lot of times when you're feeling like absolutely trash about your life, it's not j like a lot of times some people, some people, even today, I've seen, I've seen made this comment, you know, like, um, I can't believe this is happening to me. Why would they do it? It's like people blame others for their mistakes that they're creating themselves, you know? And sometimes it's so crazy because, like, as an outsider, you're looking in being like, man, do they realize that they're creating this, you know, shitstorm for themselves? But some don't, you know, some don't. And I tell you right now, that they are not waking up in the morning, they are not being positive, they are not praying, and they're not saying hello to everybody that walks by them. They have some sort of 
chip on their shoulder or they have something that probably happened to them in childhood. They've never gone to therapy. Therapy to them could mean something like almost like, I don't even know, personality, personality suicide. For some therapy, like it's such a scary word that they're unwilling to like, unwilling to talk about it. You know, like I have some very close personal friends who I know would benefit from it. And they don't really open up sometimes. And it's like, we as human beings have been taught to like close our, ourselves, close our inner personality, cl close it down from the world. Don't let anybody see your true feelings, especially that male toxicity trait that has continued for several generations and that men can't talk about their feelings. They can't talk about their emotions. To do so would be, you know, the thing, I mean, like one of the things is like a prime example right now is like all the, excuse me, the YouTube and the, um, Instagram and Reddit videos I've seen of grown men, including Kid Rock, destroying Bud Light. Some are using semi-automatic weapons to blow up the Bud Light because they are upset that Bud Light had, or Anheuser-Busch, who owns Bud Light, has chosen uh, a trend for their ad. And, like, it's just such a... Um, Like money, like products, right? Being represented by people to sell products. There's some products that are like the, the whole thing with consumer science. Like, I don't know if you all know this or not, but Sigmund Freud's like nephew, I believe, like had something to do with it. Like he, it, no, excuse me, his great nephew. So it was like a few generations later. And this dude who was related to Freud really capitalized on the name and went into these major like brands and merchandisers and like introduced them to the whole concept of like, you know, advertising towards a specific target audience. They would never did that before, you know? I mean, like, what do you mean? We're going to target to the, you know, the the housewife who's home all day smoking cigarettes by the sink and can't wait for her husband to come home to serve him some meatloaf, and then he has a glass of scotch and goes to straight to bed? It was new. So, like, that's the one thing, too, about, like, today, like, kids... The one thing they got going on for them, and I've seen them, they know whether they like something or not because they've been marketed to their entire life through that phone device. You know what I mean? Like everything is like an ad. Imagine like at a very early age for us, the people who are old here on the show, like being like, I never forget the time I saw my little boy like X out at uh, like a, you know, pop up like on the safari. Bizarre, man. I, I really think though that. Yeah, I, I just would like to see, like, less hatred towards others. Like, I see it every, you know what I mean? Like, license plates, bumper stickers, you see hate every corner sometimes that you walk around now. It can be subliminal. For some, they can go their whole life and not even see all these angles. And it's a shame, man. It's a shame that we still have to, like, you know, like, figure this stuff out because it is ridiculous. Hey, what's up, friend? How you doing? What a great day, huh? He just said definitely. Yeah, it's definitely right. It's such a beautiful day out here right now that it's, uh, I feel great. You know what I mean? I'm glad you guys are here with me as we walk and talk. Um, the Bud Light thing, you know, like with Kid Rock shooting up the cans and all that stuff. Like, look, I mean, like, I don't, I need to focus on me and, and me alone and what everybody else people want to do, I'm totally fine with. I've never had a problem like art, expression, right? Like you feel something within. 
expressing it is an important thing. I get it. Some people have issues because it goes against the Bible, this, that, and whatever. Look, I mean, you're never going to please everyone. That's just the whole thing, too. And I discovered that a few weeks ago where I realized for me to enjoy something with others in a group, it doesn't necessarily mean I have to agree with everything that they like or dislike. True democracy, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, and that's helped me out tremendously. But like, I saw a video on Reddit the other night of a guy who sells Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch products. Like he's a, a merchandiser, like somebody who goes and sells. I forget, there's a specific name for it. A couple of my friends actually had jobs like this where you would go and like pitch beer to like retailers and you would get a percentage. So this guy's like in a store and he's showing how many Bud Light packages are like, you know, stocked up there at the Walmart. And he's just saying like, I, I, just because of this one social event of conflict, I now can now feed my family because I'm not making my, my salary. It's like, nobody thinks of that stuff. Nobody thinks of anything like that. They're only thinking about themselves. And like, really, like, as we get back to the, I guess the topic of this, which I had no idea we were going to talk about, is just hate, you know what I mean? And like, where does that start? How do you stop it, right? Because we have programs in place, social emotional learning, we have, you know, counselors, we have all these different things, we have better help, we have this, that, whatever. And it is seeming to be like more at the forefront of like, um, it just seems to be good that they have like systems for people now, whereas that wasn't something we had when we were growing up as kids, it just wasn't, you know what I mean? They didn't, they didn't really pitch it to us that way either. It was like, I don't know, like I, I remember like seeing uh, Terminator 2 when I was like, what, 11? And seeing that Sarah Connor was in a mental health facility. And I think that that was the first time I ever even heard those words. And shortly thereafter, yeah, I remember like discovering um, that uh, we had one around here. I, what's the one called? It's, uh, they make a Halloween thing out of it. You all know what I'm talking about. Oh, Eastern State Pen. You know, it's weird that they're like, they're, like they used to hide it from society that people had mental health issues. You know what I mean? And I applaud anybody who's out there trying to work on it and get better because it's it's work. It's real hard work, and like you got to show up for that shit. You can't call out. You know what I mean? Like in my EMDR studies, like I used to like really try to get it. Had the session like in the later part of the day because. I practice breath work when I'm doing it and try to breathe through the memories and rewiring of my brain and like, dude, it knocks you out, you know what I mean? Like, you feel like you're winded, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's worth it in the end. And you're worth it at the end. I recommended somebody today who I care about to a therapist. And I just, I, I can't explain it enough. Like, if you talk to somebody, if you go somewhere, and, you know, you have, like, coffee with your friend and you just briefly tell them your problem. They don't really, so most of your friends don't even give a shit. They might be talking over you. They might not even, like, they might be interested in talking about you next. I've been going to my therapist now for almost a year. I know she's a kind person. I know she's in, connect, she's in connection with nature. I know she's in connection with the, the divine powers and stuff. But I don't really necessarily know much about her personal life. And that my friends, is a great sign of a therapist. You're paying somebody, you know what I mean? And like ma maintaining that confidentiality, or excuse me, that professional relationship between the two 
you're a good therapist, you maintain anonymity so that way the person then can really get everything out. You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking about going back to school and becoming one. I really would enjoy it to help others, you know? It's like, I know some of you send me messages on here that it's helped you, like listening to me do this hike and stuff like that. But I'd also like to, to see it, you know what I mean? Like in real life. And I imagine it's a wonderful thing for a therapist when they see their patient recovering from, you know, uh, conflict, dude. Like for me, like a couple months ago, dude, I was in a bad spot, but I'm feeling better, dude. I really credit two places. Um, climb. Uh, climb, you check it out. It's in Lafayette Hill. Climb is the mental health facility where they got yoga classes. They got a doctor, MD there that can prescribe you stuff. Therapists on staff. My therapist, I'm not going to tell you her name because I don't want her to get two books so that way I can keep going to her. She's amazing. The room that I go to in there is like, it, it's like right at the, the corner across from the top shelf, you know, that new building they built. It's got open windows, big ceiling, psychedelic colors, uh, just a, a beautiful room where I feel like my thoughts can exist in the here and now. And Storehouse Church too as well. I was against going to church. I had canceled myself from religion for a long time. In fact, I don't even know if I was considering myself even a part of it, even like with the belief systems I had then. But, you know, I, I go now and uh, I volunteer. And these things have made me feel good. And I hope that works out for y'all. You know, but don't forget your homework assignment, okay? For one whole day, no matter what, whoever walks by you, I want you to say hello. With that being said, my name's B.O.B. And this has been another episode of The Bobcast. Did you hear me? I said it's The Bobcast. <laughs>